Hey, Hattrick listeners, Jordan here. I'm sorry to tell you, we don't have an episode this week. I know we didn't have an episode last week either. Look, Elliot is on his honeymoon and Braden and I were just really busy. But I promise you next weekend, we are going to sit down and we will talk Padres. We've advanced past the Yankees. We will talk NHL season, which is underway. The Oilers already one and one after two slow starts. We will talk about the rest of the Major League Baseball playoffs. We will talk about the kickoff to the NBA season and everything else that happens between now and then. In the meantime, we have a very special treat for you. The second season of the Backyard Basketball Podcast. Braden Dyler coltman and his buddy Christian Steck talk basketball. They talk hoops. They talk NBA. They have put together their season preview. They give you the over, the unders, and sort of a preview of every single team in the league getting ready for the start the tip-off of the NBA season. You can obviously follow that show, the Backyard Basketball Podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you follow us or subscribe on iTunes, all you have to do is click on the Ordinary Podcasting name right below the title of this podcast, and you'll find all of our shows. Please go subscribe, go follow them. They're going to give you great insight uh, all throughout the NBA season, as I said. In the meantime, though, here it is. Here's a very special first edition of season two of the Backyard Basketball Podcast right here on Hattrick Sports. Hello and welcome to the Backyard Basketball Podcast presented by the Ordinary Podcasting Network. I am a familiar voice, but also the new host, I guess we'll say, for this upcoming season of the Backyard Basketball Podcast, Christian Steck. And of course, it doesn't really matter because every week you're getting two of us speaking into this mic. We've got Brayden Dollar Coleman. How you doing, Bray? Really good. Really good. Glad that we've got a Backyard backyard Basketball Podcast coming out again. We're, We're back doing this. And you know what? This season, man, we're not... We ain't skipping a week, unless for some crazy, unforeseen circumstances. And if that's the case, it's definitely not two weeks in a row. I wanted to get your thoughts. We had um, a fun, unique experience. You know, Braden and I being based here in Edmonton, um, Alberta, is the Toronto Raptors came to Edmonton for a preseason game. And we got to see them compete. This was one of the very first games, or this might have been the first game for the Toronto Raptors for a preseason game. Yeah, first preseason game. Yeah, first preseason game of the year um, against the Utah Jazz. So I just wanted to get uh, your thoughts and kind of share some of uh, the experiences that we had at. uh, at I I loved that they did this. I love that they the just NBA the NBA you know the, the Raptors specifically try to make an effort to. Uh, be more accessible throughout the country. I think the dominance that they had in the 2019 championship uh, was was you know propelled a lot of basketball fans. And th- this isn't the first time that they've had a game in 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 Edmonton, or let alone you know Vancouver, or Montreal. But I think just the hype around it was all that more significant uh, this year than maybe in previous years. Uh, it was great. It was great to see the very first preseason game absolutely packed. And I'm sure it felt, you know, on the bench, uh, the, the atmosphere for the players, I'm sure was very exciting. Having just spent a summer off and just getting into workouts. And now you've got a, 
you know, your first preseason game. These are cheap seats kind of kind of games. But uh, it was packed. It was electric. It felt like a playoff game, which was so strange because most of the guys that you're watching play, you're like, who the fuck is that? And half the guys that played in that, you know, game aren't aren't with those teams anymore. <laughs> so uh, regardless, though, the event itself was really well run. It was it was great to see that much support. Uh, in in my hometown, I'd love to have an NBA team here. I don't think we have the infrastructure to maintain a, an actual team within the league, but just to show that kind of support for for uh, for the Raptors was awesome. It was pretty incredible to see that all of Rogers' place was completely full for that just a preseason game against the Utah Jazz out of all teams, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's you know we got like a lot of basketball fans out here which is awesome to see you and know, they should and the, consider doing more than just the preseason i think like they they definitely have the fan base across the country and even early early days like they don't they do like a europe or a mexico game once in a while like yep doesn't hurt not at all the game in vancouver or um you know they've like flirted with the idea of doing uh these uh like mid-season tournaments It'd be kind of cool, oh, yeah. like for those type of formats, middle of the season, that you could showcase some of this talent in places. Yeah, if you wanted to go to Mexico City or other places in Canada, I mean, heck, you know, if there was two teams left, you could fly them out. Maybe they do a game in London or something, you know? Yeah. Um, like what the football? London, NFL Ontario. Does. Yeah, exactly. London, Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one, the one thing I want before we move on um, to the over/unders, the one last thing I wanted to point out too. You know what really surprised me the most about being at that game? because this is the first time I got to experience this, was seeing how big Scotty Barnes actually is. He's a big guy. He is They're massive. They're all really big, though. Man. Well, they, they are. They are. Like, you know, I mean, the whole team. And once we get to over-under on the Raptors, I'll have to get a bit more in-depth on that. But, like, just to look at the, the vast size and strength of this guy, only in his second year, the size of his yep. shoulders. Yep. Makes me think a little bit about Giannis, man. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. He's his own thing. <laughs> well, he is. Thing. He is. He is. But I mean, just that physical dominance, you know. He is kind right. <laughs> Okay. So, what? Okay. So now, over unders. My thoughts are: we go east or west. I'll let you decide where you want to go first, and we'll Let's attack each division. The east. Okay. Yeah. Right, so sure. We'll start, so we're gonna start with the east. And uh, you know what? Screw it. Let's just get into the thick of it. You know, this, it. this is kind of where the heart of uh, what we do, where we're at. Um, I kind of think this particular year, this is one of the most loaded divisions, the Atlantic division in the Eastern. So we've got five teams, the Philadelphia 76ers, the New York Knicks, the Toronto Raptors, the Boston Celtics, and the Brooklyn Nets, all in this division. Like Mike got right off the bat, is telling me that like four out of the, these five teams are more, more than likely going to be in the playoffs. Not even just the play-ins could actually just potentially be in the playoffs in those top six spots. Yeah. Crazy division. So first off, well, oh, this is great. We'll start with the banger. So, oh yeah, the other <laughs> thing I'll say, um, when we do these over-unders, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you the over-under, you tell me over or under, I'll write it down as a note. The ones that we'll kind of keep track of throughout the season are your locks. Your quote unquote, I feel 100% confident. Right. This is the one I'm going to nail. How um, did I do last year? Do we have those results? <laughs> we, you know, I threw out actually the paper, but I do remember when the playoffs started, I did uh, 
take a look at them and you, I don't remember what the number was, but you definitely did beat me. So our first year doing this, you, uh, what do I win? You were, well, you know, breaking rights, uh, all season oh, long, you can tell <laughs> me, you know, how much I got my butt whipped. Um, I'm pretty sure you had Milwaukee repeating. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you have? Did, didn't you have Milwaukee win in the finals? I know I had the Warriors in the finals, but not to win it. Um, I think, yeah, I'm not sure who I had. Maybe it was Milwaukee, Golden State. Uh, and I thought Phoenix was going to be better too. Okay, let's get on with this shit. Let's get on with this shit. Okay, so, uh, yeah, if you just feel confident for a lock, it doesn't have to be a specific number. Just tell me to lock it. Okay, so first okay. off, the Philadelphia 76ers, okay? Okay. So okay. the Philadelphia 76ers over under this year is 50 and a half. Ooh, last, they had 51 last, last year. Okay, last I season think... they won 51. So yeah, one less. Um, and the question uh, I have uh, for you: over. No, over. Dude, come on, we got so many teams. Over. <laughs> I know, but we. I want to ask you a question for these yeah. teams specifically. Okay, so you're going to pick over. My question to you is: Do you think the Philadelphia 76ers? Out of all the teams in the NBA, the first team we're talking about in the over-under of the draft or of this thing that we're doing is the team that's going to win it all this year. No. In the finals. No. 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 So with this rejuvenated James Harden, looks no. fit as he's ever been. Joel Embiid coming off a season where he almost won MVP and some people yeah, argue that was snatched away from him. It wasn't though. Come on. Stop it. You, I, I'm just saying. I don't I, buy it. I don't buy into this. I don't buy into this. He did not win the MVP last year. He will win. He he has a very good chance of winning it this year. But I don't okay. think that they win the the whole thing this year. You don't think you don't think you want you want to know something? I think the Philadelphia <laughs> 76ers. Wow. I'm gonna say it. It's gonna win the NBA wow. Finals this, this this upcoming season. I'm saying it right now. Is that a lock? Are you locking it? It's it is a you lock. Have to. I think you it have is to. a lock. I'm it's picking the over. I'm picking the over <laughs> on the Sixers. Such a bold statement. All right. And, and you know, I just think, you know, I, I was telling you about this the other day. I heard this really cool story. Uh, Pau Gasol was on this pod recently talking, um, and he made a comment about Kobe Bryant. And he said those years that Russell Westbrook and James Harden went for their MVP runs and they won. Yeah. They both fully kind of encapsulated the Kobe Bryant mentality. Kobe was working really close with those guys at that time. Ooh. And it's those little things. Remember what you used to hear about Kobe all the time, getting up at 5.30 in the morning or 5 in the morning every single day, working out, like just that hardcore ethic, the discipline. And we yeah. know, you know, James Harden, I think probably emotionally, this is me projecting a bit, but just from some of the tumultuous challenges Towards the end, they're at Houston and now working with Chris Paul, then going to Brooklyn, seeing the scenarios with Brooklyn, all this movement happening a short period of time, him not being quite healthy, people talking about him being a little bit overweight, him going to the bar at night, all these kind of things, not having that necessarily discipline and focus like he did when he was with Kobe Bryant that one particular year and won MVP, you know, for how much the scoring he was producing and things of that nature. I'm just saying, I got this feeling in my gut. He's had enough breadth and time to really focus and prepare himself. Like thinking of what Kobe Bryant has done in the past, 
to give himself the best chance for success. And I don't, I don't believe in the odds where you can go to the playoffs this many times in your career as a player and stink every single darn time when the moment really matters. So I think that's got to break at some point. And I'm, you know, I'm throwing my eggs in this basket. This is the year they're going to do it. Cool, dude. So, okay. So Philadelphia 76ers. So next up, the New York Knickerbockers. Um, they, uh, you know, had an interesting signing of Jalen Brunson this off season from Dallas. Their over under this year is 38 and a half. Last year they won 37 games. So I say under, and it's not because of Jalen Brunson, but that is not a flashy sign for a hundred million dollars. Um, yeah, maybe he'll make their depth a little bit better. But all in all, this team has a ways to go yet. They've got some young okay. stars, but they're, I think they're ready to package those young stars for something. I just, no, no, under. You're picking under yeah. on the Knicks. But the one question, you know, I thought about, I'm, I'm also picking the under on the Knicks. I don't know. I don't think Jalen Brunson alone is going to get them over that hump where they're going to be more of a successful team. And honestly, I just don't kind of really believe in Tom Thibodeau anymore as a coach in this new way that the game's played. But the one question that I was thinking about with the New York Knicks, do you think this season with the addition of Jalen Brunson and that maybe level of consistency one might expect at point guard position, that this gives the opportunity this year for RJ Barrett to be the best that he can be possibly be not necessarily saying that he has in these last couple of years, but last season was a down season for him. And in his same draft class, we think about the likes of Zion and John Morant. I mean, obviously with some of the challenges Zion's had recently, but I mean, over, you know, these last couple of years in his career, but recently he's looked pretty good, but both those players, you know, have really elevated themselves to that next stage. I don't necessarily think RJ Barrett has kind of done that yet. And do you think Brunson may help him this year get to that place? Uh, I want to see that. I definitely cheer for the the Canadian content, but uh, I don't think Jalen Brunson is going to have anything to do with that. And no. I don't think that they're going to win a lot of games. I, I do want to see RJ do well, and I want to see I want to see him live up to the to the name and the, the hype. And there's lots of expectations, but the pressure cooker is way too hot and way too high in in New York. They're they're crazy over there. I don't yeah, understand it. That's just, that's just nuts. So we both say under on that. Um, okay. The Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. We're back here. All right. Yeah, so what we've we seen are. from the preseason, 45 and a half is a oh. projection. All right. Last year they won 48 games. Yeah. I think only, only expecting, I think they are going to, I mean, I'm, I'm playing, optimistically, but I do think they're going to have over because if they don't, they won't make the playoffs. (laughs) I think 45 is around that mark uh, for the play-ins that teams have to kind of meet. This is an outrageous question I'm going to ask you, but do you think the Toronto Raptors have what it takes this year? I mean, some things might have to roll their way. No, to uh, win the division. Oh, no, no. No, no, not with Boston and Philly. And if Brooklyn can put their pieces together, I think Toronto's going to be very competitive. I do. I don't think that they're going to win the division. I think they're going to be very competitive. I think Scotty Barnes is going to take another leap forward. 
uh, sophomore of the year. I, I think that they've got a lot of growing still to do, and uh, the competition is there. But no, not to be a dominant dominant force in the in the Atlantic. So you're picking. They're going to have some nights where you're like, "That's ooh, that look, that did not look good." <laughs> now, now, what, like, what do those nights look like? Is it that they're not scoring oh, consistently enough? It'll be scoring. It'll be scoring. I don't think they'll have any issue on the defensive side, even in games where they're being blown out. I think their defense will always be there. Uh, maybe not always, but I think that that's that's their game. And you saw it last year. There's nights where if they're just not hitting their shots, no chance in hell they can they can, you know, actually win. And they don't have that kind of depth shooting. I just, it's not really How, there. Yeah, I'm trying to think, Are, how do you work on to improve that, you know, well, for the Raptors? <laughs> practice shooting. Our best three-pointers are on the on the starting roster. So when you look down the bench, it's like, who do, who do you have? Well, Fred's sitting, you got Pascal sitting, and Trent Jr. sitting. Maybe Bo Cruz, Juancho oh, yeah. Hernan Gomez, but again, that's, that's a lot of risk put into a new guy to to, to put up points like that. I I know. I just I think they're going to have some nights where it doesn't click, and they they exceeded all expectations last year. I think uh, from what we saw, and so I think the sky's the limit still for this team. But I don't think that we should be setting unrealistic expectations for this team that's still growing after what was an exciting 2019. So you think they can win at least 46 games this upcoming year? Yes. Yeah. You know, my, my favorite addition to like, I just love seeing him in that preseason game and I'm just a big, big fan of this guy, Christian Colocal. Yeah. Our first round pick. Yeah. He looks yeah, so good. Well, he's oh got a seven, seven, six winning span or something. Cameroonian, uh, you got the Cameroonian connection. I think it's yeah. I think he's going to be good. He, but again, like, there's going to be nights where you're like, oh, the rookie fucked up, or like, <laughs> it's just not going to. Their their youth is going to show some nights, and that's why I don't think that they can compete for the top seed in the Atlantic. But definitely over forty five games. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to pick over. You know what? This is another lock I'm going to make. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm making not that lock confident. On the, wraps, on the wraps over. I don't I know. I just highly of it, but I'm not that confident. Well, hey, put, put your money where your mouth is. Oh, I will. I will. Just wait till we get the Lakers and whatever the under is on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, this one, I, I don't... <sighs> Oh, this has been Boston. Me. Let's go. This it's been an over. me for a long time, dude. Okay, so Boston Celtics over under this year is a whopping 53 and a half. Oh my the, god. For whatever reason, Vegas still considers this team to be the title favorite after everything that's gone through this last month in the scandal involving Imi Doka um and having to leave the team for a season, having a new coach assistant off the bench, we have really no I don't have any understanding or perspective of. And you also have Robert Williams that's going to be out till probably all-star break. You've got surgery done on his knee. Um, He's a big guy. Like, yeah, you know, last year they won 51 games. Um, They had a terrible first half of the season. Then at all-star break, they just turned it around and they went like on a 26 and five run or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then obviously went all the way to the finals and was two games short of winning it all. Like, I, I, I feel, I, I feel so conflicted. I, I want to hear well, your perspective first. Like, what, what do you think of this team? Do you think this team, after everything that they've been through, all this drama, and where the team is, you know, situated as of now in terms of the personnel and their capabilities, and how you know I feel is more competitive. You know, the East is pretty competitive. I feel like even gotten more so competitive. Like. Do they stand a heck, a heck of a chance? Yeah, so there's a lot going on there. Definitely an unfortunate circumstance that they find themselves in just as an organization. I was surprised to see the assistant stepped in instead of just, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, oh, their former coach. Stevens. GM. Why doesn't he just step up and just run the goddamn team like he did before? He's got all the pieces. He put them all there. It's his system to begin with even though Ime Adilka's got it going on. Um, I think the thing that will help them on a kind of like, uh, what's the word? Like, um, I don't want to say like spiritual, but like uh, um, a positive energy vibe come together is is the Bill Russell, uh, the loss in the just – the whole league, but the franchise and the storied mm. thing. And, you know, his number six is everywhere this season, which is really great. N- th- nobody's I, been talking th- about this, man. Go on. Well, I hope that that has some sort of impact on the organization. It's certainly well for the fans. And with everything that's gone on, losing their coach, like that team is really going to have to rally together to, to do something. And like you said, coming two games shy of glory, like – these guys want it bad, and and the, the 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 great narrative last year with Boston was they held it together. There were so many signs that yeah, no, they got to split this trio up. It's not working. They're not getting along. They're you know they can't play together. And then they got two games away from the final the final game. Like uh, I just unfortunately I don't. I think this is an under. Like I do think they have a a, a great chance of going deep again in the playoffs. They're built that way and they've had the success that way. But um, the number was what, 53 and a half? Last year, only two teams had more than 53 and a half. Another two had 53 even. But I just, I, I'm unfortunately, I don't think that they're going to have that same kind of streakiness that they did last year to, to push the momentum past 53. But I, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they hit 50. Like this, this team's going to be good still. Uh, with or without a coach. I, I love the the sentiment, you know, you were referring to about Bill Russell. And I, I, I get what you're talking about, trying to find that like galvanizing thing. That's that, right. That, you know, unites everybody. And, and you're right. I mean, you can't say enough about what kind of an impact that man had, not only on the game of basketball, but on the society of life as a whole. And mm-hmm. I, I, I really do hope, I mean, it's beautiful to see that on the court all year this year, you're going to have the number six on both yep. halves. Um, so it's going to be a constant presence. Um, and the first game of the season, that makes me think too, I wonder at home if they do anything in celebration of him or if they have a certain set date. But I hope I hope there is something at least throughout the season in regards to... Oh yeah, absolutely. There will for sure, without a doubt. 
But uh, I, I agree with you and pretty much a lot that you said, and I'm also kind of sticking with the under. I think it's going to be very difficult. I think the East is more competitive. I think there's also an understanding and expectation of what Boston does successfully, and so they'll go at that as well too throughout the season, yeah. um, which might be a bit difficult to contend with at times. I like the Malcolm Brogdon addition, though. That's probably like something else that I feel really positive about. I think yeah. he's going to be really good for the team. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I don't have much the to big say. old roller coaster. The Brooklyn oh. fucking Nets. Okay, so they are fifty and a half. Is their projected? Um, they won forty four games last year. Ah, like what's the number? Fifty four. Fifty and a half. Fifty and a half. Fifty and a half. Yeah. Oh man, that's a pretty good mark. I I honestly think like this. You're right. Such a roller coaster. This team is so unpredictable. It's so um, skewed by inconsistency and drama that is so unnecessary for the team that's been built. Like it, honestly, if these chess pieces all came together, this could be a very very good team. And they just keep running into problems. Somebody doesn't want to get vaccinated. Somebody thinks the Earth flat like there's just too many too many issues here a guy doesn't want to play because he's got a sore back like it's just like fucking get out there play your game that you're being paid millions of dollars to play. it's like i really love that steve nash is there and i want him to be able to make this thing work and if they fall short of any capacity of the season even if they go on a slide nash will be gone yeah, it's unfortunate, but I mean. But I want to say over because I have faith in Nash, oh. and I, I want to see that. I want to see this thing through. I, I love KD. I want I want KD to be successful. Okay, um, I have a question for you. How far do you think Brooklyn Nets are going to make it in the playoffs? Third round, I think. They'll Third go round, to the con- conference finals. Okay, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to know yet who you got that team go that they're going against. But that that's crazy, man. No that idea. is a lot of a lot the of faith. Pistons. And the Brooklyn Nets, I wish, man. I freaking love that team. But okay. Um, I, oh, man, this is a hard one. Like, I, I don't feel you're going to get as much drama as we've seen in the past. Um, you know, like you're not going to get the drama from Ben Simmons, but is his output and his ability going to be quite there from what we used to see? Maybe not as much. I don't know. And then the Kyrie thing is just such a random thing. I, I, and then, I mean, it's all dependent on injury too. Cause like, I mean, it's nice. The, the one plus side, I guess I would say in all this too, is you're going to get Harris back, which is huge. Um, yep. So you've got a decent supporting cast. I don't know. I mean, I, I only want them to be successful for Steve Nash really at the end of the day. Sure. Um, I will, you know, I'm going to be different. I'm going to pick under just for the hell of it. I'm going to say they just get under 50, like 49 wins. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but I don't feel I don't feel good about that at all. Um, okay, so we're done. Boom, Atlantic Division, get out of here. We're gonna start flying through these. Okay, next up, the Central Division. So the first on the Central Division, which this is an interesting team we can talk about. Uh, the Chicago Bulls over yeah. under is forty one and a half. Oh, generous! Last year they won forty six games. So they're giving them, you know, a little bit of a of a leash here. I don't know if that's because of the Lonzo thing, 
that it's set down. I don't know if you heard that, but like even when like Lonzo talked to people saying he wasn't good, apparently he had a hard time going up and down the stairs. And this was yeah, like shouldn't be three weeks out of the start of the season. I think that this division got more competitive. I think that was a bit of a, an exciting first half for the Chicago Bulls. DeMar is still DeMar. Levine, I think, is in another contract year. How many years did he sign this last offseason? I think I want to say he has two more. Two, but maybe some opt-outs. So, yeah. again, like Levine is kind of the odd man out here if this doesn't work and will be looking for another place. I think they go under, actually. I, th- I just think that the competition in this division got way more intense than maybe Chicago can handle. I I agree with you on that. And the other thing that I'm really considering too is I'm thinking about those teams. This is something we're going to start talking about a bit more as we talk about some of these other teams in the league is the race to the bottom for who haven't hasn't seen it yet. Please go on YouTube right now. And Google search Victor Wembenyama. You can literally just type in Wemby, W-E-M-B-Y. And I'm sure you're going to get like links pop up on YouTube for clips. That's his nickname, Wemby. On on YouTube of this guy, he is seven foot four, I believe, without shoes on. Um, This guy is the next like cream, but better. he some people are projecting that he is a higher draft allocation coming out of high school than LeBron James. So that's saying something. Um pretty special. Pretty special. And I think that the Chicago Bulls team, they're gonna give it an honest shot. On the upside is you've got another year under your belt for Patrick Williams, who might be an impact player this year. Caruso's coming back, he was injured much last season. Um You'll have a healthy Vucevic um, and then company, right? And if they can galvanize, this was a fun team to watch for the first half of last year. But if it all starts to crumble at the start of the season, I could see this being a team by trade deadline, having a complete fire sale and just like plummeting to see if they can get themselves a a shot, a 14% chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to pick under two. Because I agree with you, too. I think this division has gotten, like, really, really competitive. And I think some people are, like, kind of undermining some of these teams that might not be ready yet to take that next leap. Um, Next up, Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers, uh, winner lost total. This is not going to be one of those teams. I don't think this team is going to be very good. 23 and a half um, is what they're projected. And last season... This team won 25 games. Yeah, I think they're over. I And I only do because this is the first time that they've got that young core from the beginning. They had some shakeups last year. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton now with the Pacers. I just, I like, I'm quite fond of this team right now and, and what they're building. I, I think Benedict Matherin's going to be a very, very good option for them uh, on the wing. You're, but yeah, like, I mean, 20, what, over 25, but that's, what was it? Over 23. 23 and a half, and they won 25 last season. Yeah, I, I do think they're probably in the same range as this year, around 25. So I'd go over. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go over as well, too. <laughs> as much as I said, I don't think this team's very good. But I also, like, some things to keep in mind with the Pacers, they've got Miles Turner and, uh, 
but he healed still on this team and they're going to play and put up points. I know the, depending on when the Pacers move, those guys is really going to affect, I think their shot. If they get one of those bottom picks, you got a high chance to get Victor Wembanyama, or Mm -hmm. if they're going to be more competitive team, they could really screw themselves and be in a situation where, yeah, okay, you're developing Tyrese Benedict Matherin, but you don't get a play-in spot, and you also don't get the bottom odds for Victor Wembanyama, and you're stuck somewhere in no man's land, which I'm sure the Indiana Pacers don't want. So it'll be very calculated, I'm sure, the moves. But I do think just even with the components, Rick Carlisle on the team, that they're going to win more games than probably they should. You know, because I don't know. If I was a team like that, like I love those guys, but still, I would like – I'd be tanking the hell right now if I could. Yeah. You know, with where things at. Okay. So Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. This team had a lot of movement. Some exciting things happen in the off season. Donovan Mitchell coming to the team. You've got a set core now of Garland, Mitchell, Mobley, and Jared Allen. Do you think this team could be a top six in the East. So they don't even have to do the play in. They skip the plan. They're top yeah, six team in the East this yeah, year. For sure. Absolutely. I think they're in a very good position with the youth that they have, the star power now that they have. Yeah, this team's this team's locked and loaded. So their over under is forty seven and a half. Oh, Last wow. season they won forty four games. Yeah, I think they're winning more. You remember how many games Utah won with Donovan Mitchell? That, that that Utah team was like good, but they were finishing in first every year. Like they were winning games. So think about how well Cleveland played last year. 44 games they won. Throw Donovan Mitchell in the mix? Come on. They're winning more than that. They're winning more than 47. Is it enough for you to put a lock on it? No. <laughs> no, I'm saving my locks. All of them for the Lakers. You're saving your – well, dude, we, you got locks for the East. <laughs> you got locks for the East, okay? Lakers yeah, are in the West. Lock, I don't know if my next lock is coming up here. Okay, all right. So you're picking over on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm picking over on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm contemplating putting a lock on that. We'll see. But yeah, I yeah. love that team, man. As an exciting team, it, it's just great. It's just so so awesome. Okay, next up. This, yeah, probably like you. This is my favorite, my favorite team coming into the 2022-2023 NBA season. The Detroit Le Pistons, um, their uh, over-under is at 29 and a half. Last year, they won 23 games. So they're, you know, expecting that they win at least six more, roughly. What's the, what's the over-under number? Uh, 29 and a half. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, so that does complicate things a little bit. And right now they're 23. Um, This, in my eyes, is really contingent on the success of a first season rookie in Poison Ivy. So maybe one of my favorite players. I wouldn't say I'm all that stoked about the Detroit LaPistons like you are. But as as a player, Ivy is going to be a very, very cool guy to watch. Do you think Ivy has a shot to be rookie of the year? Yeah. Yeah. But sadly, I don't think he wins it because I don't think they win more than 27. 
I think there's more than some... 27. So you're going to pick an under. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at the you division. Know, yeah, I know that that's the thing. That is the only reason I'm with you. So I think I'd pick an under challenged too too challenged here they've played they'll, they'll they'll play milwaukee and then the other divisions they play boston philly like no they're getting raptors they might have like, like well they could yeah i mean they could have some special nights but until that happens no nah, they're losing games i think marvin bagley like hurt his ankle again recently too or yeah, something he's injured. yeah yeah so that that just sucks man that, love doing casey want to see him succeed want to see the team succeed uh, but not they're not going to <laughs> not next year. All right, so we both we both pick under on the Detroit Pistons, uh, and last but not least, and with the Southeast, the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh yeah, right, the Central last. Yeah, okay, they're pretty so good. They're they're okay. The Milwaukee Bucks uh, over under this year is fifty two and a half. Last year they won fifty one games. So they would have to win two more games than they won last year to hit the over on this. Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. Quite honestly, the, this team is my, still... My question for you, Bray, is the Milwaukee Bucks your team to win the NBA Finals this year? No, stop it. Damn it. <laughs> no, it's a team in the West. Uh, and no, I, I love Milwaukee and I love Giannis and I love everything that he does in this small market for this franchise. I think that they will continue to win. They will maybe even get to the finals again. Uh, so, I, but I say over. I say over on that number. Over. Yeah. I'm putting you a lock what? on that. Nice. Nice. First lock of the night. First lock. Yeah. But Day. no confidence in them winning the finals. <laughs> but no. Do you think they'll be in the finals? One of the two teams? Mm, no. Mm. I don't think it'll be a team in the central. I think okay. it'll be either. Yeah, no, I don't. Okay, no, that's fair. I uh, oh man, I, I kind of want to put a lock on them too. I'm going to hold off for now, but we'll see. Uh, you know, you're going to have Middleton back, fully healthy, ready to go. Yeah. It's a great core. You know, this was actually a team I was thinking a lot about. You know, Eastern Conference uh, playoffs, the Philadelphia 76ers versus Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm trying to like look at it and see like, okay, Harden does this, Drew Holiday takes away that, Embiid does this, Giannis does that. It terrifies me thinking, you know, oh, I could see the 76ers making it to the finals. I think that's going to be the hardest, the hardest team to beat. I think Giannis is the best player still today in the NBA. He has that X factor that he can just will you to a win. And with Chris Middleton and, and those pieces, it's amazing. However, the one caveat that kind of made me a little bit nervous about Milwaukee this year is their depth. As I don't think they have as much depth on that team as they've had in seasons past. Mm-hmm. And that may play a factor in the long run in terms of their success. They and that's why I kind of gave it to Philly. You didn't need it last year. You, you didn't, but I mean, having not having Middleton and then yeah. the absence of that depth, they had no chance. And that should have been the team. If Middleton was healthy, that would have been the team in the finals over Boston, hands down. Yeah. That was the yeah. scariest playoffs. I mean, it sucked they lost to Golden State, but that was the scariest round in the playoffs is when Boston had to face Milwaukee. I hated every one of those games because he is <laughs> that he is 
that good of a player, it just it literally shakes you to your core. Like you feel like you're just helpless um, to, to win games. And that and that's the only reason I think that Philadelphia is probably going to go to the finals and win it all is because they have way more depth on their team this year. Like they're just crazy loaded with the amount of options that they have. Um, yeah. But anyways, so that's the end of the central. Um, both picked over on that. We're on to the Southeast. Yay. This is so fun. So the Southeast, we've got Miami, Orlando, Atlanta, Washington, and Charlotte. Oh, God. Okay. So first up, the Miami Heat, uh, they're projected to have 48 and a half wins. Uh, last season, they won 53. So they're giving them a little bit of a break that they could lose a few more games. Um. My question to you is, is it over for Kyle Lowry? Am over? His, like his, his, his career? career? Yeah. Is he like, injured? Well, not injured, but the, the, the Kyle that we knew in Toronto and what he could do and produce for the team, can he still do that in Miami this upcoming year? Uh, yeah, he's definitely regressed in his age <laughs> and his ability but no i think this guy's still a dog and i think he's still a valuable uh component to any team that he's on even if it's just leadership and and that kind of confidence that he instills in the team i i don't think that miami has anything to worry about when it comes to what kyle can do uh, in it, regarding producing nah, i mean i have a i have a feeling they probably won't push what they did last year in 53 games, uh, they might come close, but I don't think that this team's going to have problems. Bam's going to take another step. Jimmy's Jimmy. Do you think, do you think Bam's going to take another step? That was another question yeah, I, I was kind of thinking about too. I think like, because I I, I've, well, I've seen moments last year where Bam will be good. And then there's moments where he's just completely like a ghost. Totally. Like, you know what I could see him doing though, is like really becoming what Dwight Howard was. Mm. and and kind of becoming one of the i mean he already is a premier center in the in the league but i think he could assert his dominance a little more this year kind of that mid enforcer who kind of sets the tone and is a major facilitator too right because that was something i felt like when, when dwight was in orlando you know how he could facilitate the ball to the wings, you know, if it yeah. was Hidu Turgulu or um, what was it? Jim, uh, what was his name? Jameer Nelson. Uh, Nelson. Um, it, it always, you know, prior to kind of Steph Curry coming in, it was like this three point threat that was really scary. I mean, I, yeah. I could definitely see that from Bam. I just don't want him to like shake away from the moment, you know, like I, when it comes and you need to deliver to have those, games consistently like we see you know you're capable of doing yep. and i mean that that for me is i, I don't know that that caught like the kyle Lowry thing like i want him to still be playing well i think he had a terrible year last year like he played really really bad it was i think one of his worst seasons in a very long time but you know i do think it doesn't matter if kyle plays incredibly well or if he's just still a good ancillary piece it isn't going to make a huge difference from miami but i feel like you know, the success or failure of this team in my eyes is really dependent on Bam. Yep. You know, 
Yeah. And so like, do you, do you think, I don't know, at 48 and a half, would you, do you, do you feel confident you go over or under on that? I think it's under. Under. And I I'm only like, said that because like, where do the other games go? And I think we've given them to Philly and we've given them to Brooklyn and we've given them to Cleveland, you know, you know, like, and even a, the Pacers probably. I think all of the, actually quite, quite honestly, and this is why they do the over under numbers, but these numbers are really close to what I think will happen. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You might see a couple upsets or a couple surprises, but yeah, like that. I don't know. My yeah, my eyes looking at all these teams. The only one I could see like falling off a cliff would be Chicago. You know, that's about it. Yeah, so far, Orlando Magic. Uh, yeah, twenty six and a half. <laughs> first overall pick in yeah. Ben Ben Carroll. Um, yeah. They've got Franz Wagner on the team. Um, they yeah. have uh, Jalen Suggs. We still have who's injured um, and probably won't play for a long time. We still have uh, in Jason Tatum's year. What was his name? Um, Fultz, Markel. Fultz, Markel Fultz. Uh, we also have. Um, <laughs> I love Isaiah. said Jason Tatum's year. What was his name? Because it was Jason he Tatum first year. overall. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's so, so amazing. We fleeced him. Please, Philly. It was so good. Well, I think that number's under. I don't think you've given me a number yet, but they'll, so, be, the, they'll be in the top three again. Tw- 26 and a half, and last season oh. they were 22. Yeah. No, they're I'm, under. I'm picking, I'm picking over on this, man. Good job. Good for you. <laughs> I don't think that they they can compete against NBA teams yet. I think Paolo's good, and he'll have some really good nights. I just don't think that they're – I don't think they got the stuff yet. They don't, get, they don't have the stuff. Well, when, when do they have the stuff? How many times? Victor, <laughs> oh my god! We still got no, more on that I, team or well, that's just it. I think I think they need a little bit more, like, uh, um, oomph. Like I was gonna say girth, but what I meant is like a PJ Tucker, uh, 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 Kyle Lowry, uh, kind of like a pit bull. They need some sort of like dog in there, and I. Maybe maybe Bancaro turns into that, uh, but I just don't think they have like, uh, you know, playoff contention rigor quite yet because they haven't been there. I don't. Well, well, yeah. I mean, it's been I guess all the, all those guys on that on that team. Uh, yeah, haven't been there. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's like they're young. They're young, but I, I don't know. I feel like you got enough there that you can work to to build something mm-hmm. up. Might not quite be a playing team, but you know, I feel like they'll be competitive. The Atlanta Hawks. I'm just bo- bo- bullying through some of these because I feel like it's just yeah, let's blow through. It's going to be 45, yeah. 45 and a half for yeah. this upcoming year. Last season they won forty three games. The question I have for you: Does Dejounte Murray coming to Atlanta make is it, is it going to work? Is this backcourt yeah. with Trey yeah, and DeJounte, so. is it going to work? Or are they going to be successful? I think so. I don't know how exactly they play off ball as well. Maybe Trey's good at that. I haven't seen him do that yet. It's very possible that they turn into the next coming of the Splash Brothers and what they're able to do. Um, DeJounte's a little bit more of like a ball handler, dynamic playmaker than Clay is. Clay's a, I mean, Clay's, Clay can do a lot of special things and, 
no way am I saying this is the you know Trey is like Steph, but Trey's game is like Steph, so <laughs> I think that this could work, and I think they are an over on that. I uh, I'm picking. Uh, <sighs> Come on, we got a whole Western Conference to get over, to. Over, 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 over. I'm just trying to count my overs and my unders. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five. Oh, shit. I'm right six and six. So Man. What? Wait, wait, you got a quota to meet here? Uh, I'm going over. I'm going over, but yeah. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it because I just. Mm, I don't know if they got all the pieces and I think this is going to take a full season just to figure it out. So well, I think what? we to should win? temper our expectations. What's that? Right. Well, it's hard it's a- because you, you've yo-yoed as the Atlanta Hawks. You had this incredible year where you were like, what the fourth seed or something. And you're playing against the New York Knicks. You went to the third round of the playoffs. Then you went to a season where it was just an absolute disaster to try and contend and deal with. And now you're coming back in and you moved a lot of pieces. I still think there's some movement that needs to happen on that team. Like you need to bring in like a good guy I thought off the top of my head was um, from uh, Phoenix. Um, oh, geez. No, not Aiton. Um, uh, they've been, they've been trying to, they've been trying to move him around. Um, uh, Big? Yeah. He's, he plays like the four. Javel? No oh. uh, roster. Uh, I'm just going to keep making noise, keep making noise and sounds as I'm do, 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 bop, 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 bop. Why can't I find it? Jay Crowder. Jay, like, like, I don't know. Like, They're I think shopping actually, Crowder? They, they have been shopping Crowder. I, I don't know. Yeah, like he, something he, he came did. in and said he didn't want to be on the team anymore. He started with Atlanta, didn't he? I think so. At some point he was on there. I don't Like a guy like him, they need, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, this but, is what I'm talking about with the PJ Tucker, or Kyle Lowry, Jail Crowder is mm-hmm. right in that that mold. Of those guys help you win championships, and Atlanta's not far. I really don't think Atlanta's far if they if they're kind of in the mold that Toronto made. They just they gotta keep pushing. I think they'll win more games this year. The Washington Wizards. Boom. Next. <clears throat> Are you going under? Yeah. Wait, what's the number? Thirty. The number is 35 and a half last year. Last year they won 35. Yeah. So one under, more under, under, under. I think this is the year Beal finally leaves. Or asks, starts the ball, realizes he to, this uh, is done. He goes to Portland. No, he goes to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. And two picks, the twenty twenty, the twenty twenty seven, and twenty twenty Washington. Yeah, God, garbage. Them up into the playoffs again. Let me just clean up the puke. I just puked everywhere. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick under two. Yeah, Um, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I like this team. I like this team. I Uh, don't like Gordon Hayward's new haircut, but I, I I hate this team. team. I hate this team. I hate this team. I'm going under on. I hate this team. I'm going under on this team, and I think this is one of the top three teams that's going to get Victor Wembanyama this year. Saying that they're going to be one of the three worst teams in the NBA. They would love that. They would love that. But what's the number? The number is thirty-three and a half. Last year, won forty-three games. 
Are you kidding me? They're winning more than 33. That's Never. that's disrespect. I pick they, they under. You know what? 10. I pick under, and I'm going to fucking lock it. It's locked. That's how much I believe they're going to be shit. They're going to be... Yeah. They hired Cliff. They hired their coach they Dude, fired they four years finished, ago. They finished 10th overall last year. Nah, this team is trash, man. This team they is They're in the play-in. Straight so who, garage, so who of these teams are better and will finish higher than Charlotte? New York, Washington, Indiana, Detroit, or Orlando? Atlanta. Atlanta. No, that wasn't. A, I didn't name that team. Oh, Orlando is that what you said? <laughs> Orlando, Detroit, Indiana, Washington, or New York? You're like, yeah, Boston. <laughs> Boston, Orlando, and New York. Both those teams will finish above Charlotte. Yeah. Both All Orlando right. and New York will finish above Charlotte. All right. So, I'm telling you, garbage team, lock it next. Do you like fast cars? Do you like when they race? Whether you're a seasoned Formula One fan or you've just discovered the rush of racing, check out the Pit Stop Podcast presented by the Ordinary Podcasting Network. Join Jordan, Tyler, and Braden each week as they recap every race as well as break down the biggest stories on and off the track, all before setting you up for the next race in the Formula One schedule. The Pit Stop Podcast is available anywhere you get your podcast. Okay, we're on to the West. That was we gotta keep our we gotta keep our listeners listening here. Let's let's motor along. <laughs> okay, see Thunder. We're doing the Northwest now. The uh, okay. Oklahoma City. Uh, their second overall is injured for the year. Their over-under is 23 and a half. Last year, they yeah. won 24 games. Yeah, uh, I think they'll win 25. Wasn't Shea injured recently, too? I have no idea. I, I want to see this team get Victor Wembanyama more than any other team. That would be amazing. I, I just want to see Sam Presti like, really strike gold with everything that he gave up for, uh, for once. I say over. I don't you're, know. You're picking over. I'm saying over, even though I kind of want them to tank. I, I mean, I don't want any team to tank, just so it's known. But if there was a team to, to kind of encourage a first overall again, it would be the OKC Thunder. I think they've got like three or four in this year's coming up draft. Yeah, they got, but they got a lot. I think they'll win 25. So I'm saying over. Okay, cool, cool. I I love Shea. I want to see Shea play basketball. I feel like we've been um, robbed of that. Um, and like, what a weird start for a player's career. And yeah, I'm picking totally. under. I'm picking under on uh, OKC. The Minnesota Timberwolves, um, they got uh, Rudy Gobert uh, in this offseason. Uh, they have two giant Goliaths. They have giant Goliath contracts. And I love Ant-Man and... They're over under oh. this year is 48 and a half. And last year like they won 46. What do you like about him? He's a, he's a leader. He's a dog. He's fast, explosive, and he's competitive as hell. And he gets better every year that he's played basketball. He's I love hot. Ant-Man. I'm picking over on the Minnesota Timberwolves, 48 and a half. Did you not see Hustle? He is such 
a bad dude. He's playing a character. Come on. <laughs> Everyone that said he was meant, Ant-Man said that he's the nicest freaking guy. Well, Cruz, man, that's where my allegiances are at. All right, um, okay. What was the number? 48 and a half. Last year, under. they won 46. You're going under? Wait, what team are we talking about? Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> under 48. No way. No way, no, Jose's. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, um, but they got Rudy. Ay, ay, yeah. No, I say under. I say they're under. gonna be they're gonna be an incredible regular season team, but I don't they're gonna know do well. Playoffs. Yeah, no, I, they'll do I, well. I'm, I just think that there's a, a stark chance that something happens here that doesn't work. I am starring the Minnesota Timberwolves, kind of like the Detroit Pistons. Anytime I can catch one of those games, I want to watch them because I think that's just it'd be cool, be cool to see how it works. Like, yep. how often have you seen like two giant pigs like that? Quite um, honestly, if they kept Pat Bev, like this team could go very far. Oh, dude, this okay. This next team, I am so excited to get your perspective on. This is a team that I think also has finals hopes in my eyes. I think this is a team that could win it all. Uh The Denver Nuggets over under 49 and a half. Last season, the Denver Nuggets won 48 games with Nikola Jokic barely. um, uh, Oh my goodness. What is his name? Um, Jamal. Not, Jamal, not Jamal Murray. Um, Michael, Michael Porter, Porter Jr. Jr. Barely had Michael Porter Jr. there all season. Didn't have Jamal yeah. at all, and had like a very rancid support it's team. Disrespectful. This number is disrespectful. It's they so will win more, and I also think that they will make it to the finals, if not win it. This is the team I have my eyes on. That are you locking the over? I'm locking an over. Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's do it. I'm locking the over too, dude. I believe you, man. So, what? What, what are your thoughts? What make you think that they can win it all? Jamal Murray, he's back. I mean, Jokic is the reason, but now you bring in all of the star talent that he hasn't had in the last couple of years. I just, well, I mean, come on, this thing's inevitable. They've got the system. They know that it works. Jokic is Jokic, two-time MVP. Like, come on. They made come some on. great. They made some great moves recently. They got KCP, so they got more defensive support on the perimeter. Yeah, like and three they, shooting. That's their so team is balanced, like really yeah. well balanced. I love Carl um, Malone. Uh, as as a coach, just credit. Wait, that is that no? What am I saying? I think so. Is that I yeah? That's thought, just, I think so. Uh, no, not Carl Malone. He used to play for the. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, Malone. Yeah, but it is uh, Carl. Oh come on! It's Mike uh, Malone. Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> Mike, Mike Malone. Malone. That's right. Carl Malone. <laughs> My, Mike Malone. I think he's. I don't know. I, I, I'm a really big fan of him as a coach. Picking the over, locking it. Denver Nuggets. Boom. They're gonna win it. So stoked. Utah Jazz. Oh man! Like every year, this pre-season. would have been over. Yeah. Well, definitely a big time under. I couldn't tell under. you anybody who's on this team, and that's kind of the point. Like they're. This is a team that could get another big French center in Wembanyama. Uh, if, if all the stars line for them. This is hilarious. So last year, Utah won 49 games. They're over under this year's 24 and a half. <laughs> but they lost their two. Literally the half the games. We cut yeah. off half of the games. But still going to be under, man. Like, it's just they got nothing. They yeah, nothing. but 20, what, what's the number? 24? 24 and a half. Like, that's a close one. Like, they could finish, like, True. around 25, 26, 27. True. The lowest score, the lowest... Uh, wins last year was Houston with 20, and then the next was Detroit 23 and OKC 24. And those are like, I think we had unders on all of those teams, and those yep. numbers would have been around the same. 
So uh, it, but it yeah, might be a slight over, but I yeah, just yeah. Cool. I'm going under, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, last in the Northwest, Portland. Damian Lillard's coming back. I don't know what the hell to make of this team. Um, oh, their over-under is 39 and a half, and last year they won 27 games. What are your thoughts? <laughs> That's oh, all I have no, to not, honestly say, man. Not 39 and a half. Not more than that. Um, Dame is definitely going to help them win games. They went on an 11-game losing streak to end the season last year. This team is demoralized. I think they have some energy to win games, but oh, they need I really, help. I, I don't I really think like that, that many wins. I like Anthony Simons. I think he could be a good replacement for CJ McCollum for that scoring off ball with, with Lillard, but and Nurkic, I just, this is what, you know, I'm just going to say it right now too. I think this is another one of those teams that have shit goes sideways. Like, blow it I don't up. Know, God forbid Dame hurts himself or whatnot, that this team could also just blow it up and decide to tank for Vic. Yeah. Like Chicago. I think it's, they're kind of in that same, same boat of like, this is kind of a moment, like which direction are you going to go in, you know? or down so uh i'm picking under i'm just picking under uh okay so that was the northwest now we're on the pacific division so we're getting to some really really fun stuff um first off on the pacific uh, division let's talk about a team that a lot of nba media has been talking about these last couple weeks there's a lot of high expectation for some reason that they're going to be like great as great as in a play-in team, great. Maybe making the playoffs. The Sacramento Kings. I thought you were going to say the Lakers. <laughs> the fuck? 33 and a half. Last year, they won 30 games. So they got Sabonis. They drafted uh, Keegan Murray, who's like supposedly going to be this high, antiquated player. Um, could, and Fox, uh, man. And Fox. They, I've heard rumors too that Murray might be the favorite for Rookie of the Year. Um, yeah. Do Wouldn't you be believe? Surprised. Do you believe this Sacramento Kings team could be a playing team this season in the West? I guess so. I mean, I've never put, I've never said anything like that in my life before regarding the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> they just like year in and year out kind of prove that they don't do that, but. I don't see why they wouldn't. I think Keegan Murray is going to be a really great addition to them. And uh, I like Fox. What's the number? What's the over-under number? The over-under is 33 and a half. Yeah, man. Let's go over on this. They, nice. they, yeah. Let's say they go over and they, they push a play, play in. And they knock LA out of the play-in tournament. <laughs> I, oh man, you know what? I'm going to pick over as well. I don't feel good about it though. I don't feel good about it. Like, I don't, I don't trust it. That's their fault. I, yeah, exactly. Cause like my whole life, the Sacramento Kings yeah. pretty much have not been good. So yeah. yeah, but I really do like Keegan Murray. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. And, and it's kind of cool hype that this guy drafted. What was he fourth overall? He might end up being the rookie of the year. The golden hey, it happened last year. That's right. Golden State Warriors. Yeah, they're my pretty qu- good. My question for you. The Draymond Green Jordan Poole punch. Anybody want to get context on this, just search it up online and you can get all the information you need about what happened. This was like a very vicious punch. Um, 
you know, this happens all the time. They say in like sports and amongst team players, whatever, but this was pretty intense. Question I have for you, Bray, was that punch the beginning of the end for <laughs> the big three as we know it in Golden State? The fracture. No, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, it is bad. It's bad that it happened, but it's also bad that it leaked to the public to actually see what happened, how it happened, that they couldn't handle it in-house. Uh, it just adds all that much. It just brings more dark clouds around the team, especially after such excitement and uh, elation from winning it again last year. But no, man, I don't think that this breaks them up. I think, if anything, this this could bring them stronger together. They just signed Poole to a four-year deal. They signed Wiggins to a four-year deal, like, in the last few hours. Um but that, that was part of, like that was part of the problem though is supposedly they said like the issue where Draymond was so dealing with these emotions and and these sentiments is that both Wiggins and Poole were eligible for these contract extensions and they were going to get big 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 buck like how like did you see how Deservedly much so how much did Jordan Poole get paid? Because I know I like one hundred and four mil over. Four see, years. so so Tyler Hero got that contract with Miami, right? And that's at the that's at the bar for players like Poole. Like, yeah, okay, like course. thank you for Miami for doing. But so for me, seeing Draymond, he's looking at the writings on the wall. Like, oh, we can't pay. All of us can't get the bag. One of us is going to get cut short. I've given so much of myself to this team, and I'm not going to get what I feel is maybe rightly due financially for what I felt. That's like why he punched the dude. Not why he punched the dude, but I think in the heat of the moment, dealing with those emotions of how maybe he's being perceived by this team that he's been with for so long perceives him or just the reality that all good things must come to an end at some point. Not necessarily everybody can spend their whole career with one team and retire. I just, and, and it's a business. And I think all of those things surmounted in a heated game that they're probably playing in that skirmish and just the emotions boiled over at that point. And we do know Draymond to be a type of person over totally. the years to, to really, you know, wear their, his heart on his sleeve is, you know, I think, a, a but more I think that he's also the kind of leader to own his mistakes for uh, sure, publicly I, and in private to, to get past this kind of situation. Like, I, yeah, I, vicious, vicious attack. But I think that uh, I think he's I think he's got the wherewithal to to stand into uh, what happened and be accountable. My 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 thoughts on it all is I think that they will get over this and they will be successful. I'm going to give the over on Golden State at 51 and a half. Um, yeah. They won 53 games last year. I think they're incredible. I think having Kaminga, actually having Wiseman back, Moody, all these ancillary pieces to already what they've done. It's incredible. Like this team has reinvented themselves almost like the San Antonio Spurs did, you know, in that long run that they had. But I totally. do think when Draymond's contract ends, there's not going to be another contract for Draymond Green and Colton that that's that's my that's my gut feeling because you you just can't afford them like you're paying Wiggins you're paying and rightly so for what those guys did Wiggins and Poole you know in this moment with the team it's crazy man I mean this is one of those teams where I feel like if I had to be a GM this would be one of the most difficult things to navigate 
Like you kind of know what you have to do, but still to talk with all of those people. Anyways, um, the LA Clippers, who some people think are going to be this team that's going to go all the way and win it this year as well too, which I kind of have my reservations about. Their over-under is 52 and a half this year. A staggering 52 and a half. Last year, they won 42 games. So they're expecting they're going to win 11 more games than they did last year. You get, you're getting Kawhi back and Paul George well, that's back. Why. That's Everybody's why. Everybody's 100%. Do you believe yeah. that yeah. that Kawhi and, and this team have what it takes to make a deep playoff run this year? Yep, I sure as hell do. I will always and forever believe in Kawhi Leonard. I think that there has been no uh, regression in his game, even though he's been injured. I think that we're going to see another resurgence in John Wall's game, a little bit of pep to that team that was struggling. Um, yeah, I think they'll be over on, over. on that number. Yeah, over on fifteen to a half. I'm I'm picking under. And I'm just I'm picking under for the sole reason I think they're going to be really good. I think they're just going to be slightly under that number of fifty two and a half. I think they'll have fifty wins because I think the West is you know with Denver and some of these other teams playing well. That and I think it's going to be some of those games where, you know, having Norman Powell on that team as well too. The team's incredibly deep yeah. on the Clippers, yeah. but it's going to be sussing out the muscle cramps, the not like the literal, but like the little hiccups to get mm-hmm. a chemistry going on that team that's really going to start to be like a well-oiled machine. So I'm just going to pick sight under, but uh, okay. The Phoenix Suns. I, I, I'm not even going to look at the number for what the Phoenix Suns is this year. I'm picking under. Um, I think this team is an absolute shit show. Uh, hmm. And I think their windows closed um, wow. for, for winning the finals. Could they make a deep playoff run? I think it's possible. Their over-under is 52 and a half. Um, Mm -hmm. Last year, they won 64 games. They won an astounding 64 games. And and this, and so, I mean, I guess there's a huge incentive here. If they won 64, over-under is 52 and a half. You probably could pick the over on it. What are your thoughts? I am. I'm picking the over. I don't think this team's going anywhere. Like, yeah, they had some internal drama from not winning. But I don't think there's anything deeper than. Apparently, DeAndre Ayton and um, the coach for Phoenix, which I can't think of off the top of my head, haven't spoken yeah, since so what? the end of the playoffs. Big deal. Yeah. But the coach, uh, Monty Williams, Monty he was Williams. like, I haven't spoken to any of the players. I, I just letting them have their summer. I, I don't think there's anything to read into that. That's just media, f- you know. Going, feeling drama. Yeah. Oh my God. They haven't spoken. They're not friends. <laughs> it's like they're not supposed to be. They've got a coach player relationship. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Apparently, Nick Nurse and Pascal Siakam were all, you know, button heads at the end of the season. This is a highly competitive sport and these guys all want to win. So, yeah, there's going to be some times where a Draymond Green will punch Jordan Poole in the face. Jay Crowder asked for a trade. I think he's a really big piece that helps them actually be successful on that team. Well, Not having him would true. be a big loss. Yeah. So if they yeah. can get a but good you've support. You've still got Chris Paul. You've still got Booker. You've still got Ayton. You've Did still you got Chris what's Paul. What's his name? Bridges. Chris Paul, LeBron James. Oh, my God. There's one other player. There's one other player. But those are like the three oldest players in the NBA now. Kyle. Is it Kyle? Well, uh, probably Kyle Lowry, yeah. Yeah, he's got to be up there. So that's crazy, wow. man. I mean, he's he's getting 
he's getting up there. So, uh, okay. I'm just going to say it. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, 45 and a half over under last year, they won 33 games. Uh, you really wanted to talk about this team. So uh, I just going to give you the four. If they stay healthy and by they, I mean the big man, Anthony Davis stays healthy. They have a high, high probability of making the playoffs and going over on the number that you just gave me. However, he doesn't seem to be able to do that with, a, with, with any game that he ever plays. So my confidence in that is, is slim. Um, I want to see this uh, Pat Bev Westbrook thing work. Uh, again, it's frustrating to see the optics of what happens when Westbrook kind of is all pissy and playing the me game. I think Darvin Ham is a great coach, so I want to see the, the the system kind of work for LeBron under Darvin Ham. I think at the beginning of this podcast, I was feeling really pessimistic about the Lakers' chances, and then looking at kind of the rest of the West here, I think that they have a chance at the playoffs this year, which is, but like a play-in. So I'm still going under on the 45, though. I think they... I think they've reached the like 41, 42 mark. So they're a play-in team at that point. They were a game away from the play-in last year. But they need it. They need it. LeBron needs it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. Oh, my God. I just wrote it. I just wrote it, so I'm going to leave it. I'm picking over on the Lakers. Nice. That's that is ridiculous. Forty five and a half. I'm probably a crazy person for doing that. Well, you shouldn't ever bet against LeBron. I got to say that. Like and, last year was a bit of an anomaly, but I really like all of the things that I've seen so far of Anthony Davis in the preseason games. I think he looks Good. doesn't have as much weight he's, on him as he did last year. He's healthy. <laughs> yeah, he's healthy, and if he can stay healthy, you know, this could be a huge year for him, and that's what I'm banking on. And I do know. At some point this season, they're going to trade Russell Westbrook, the 2027 and the 2029 first overall pick, those two Lakers picks, because it's the only reason that LeBron this summer signed that extension was the conversation of the approval that he, so he couldn't be traded this year, of the approval that those two picks would get moved. And if those two picks are going to get moved this season, that means Westbrook's going to be gone. And right now, the best option on the table that they have for them is Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I don't think that does it. If they get those two players, I don't think that's enough. But if they can get something... Miles Turner definitely helps the cause. Does help, does help. If they can get something better, like perimeter defense, that's something big they need. If they can get some... And shooting, lots of shooting. But if they can get something better... Well, Buddy Heald shoots. Turner shoots. But Buddy Heald doesn't play defense. Yeah. But I guess you do have, like you said, um, oh, what's this? Jeez oh, Louise. <sighs> We're getting into this. Anyways, I'm picking I'm picking over. That might be crazy. We'll see what happens. We're on to the last division. Hit me. First up, the New Orleans Pelicans. This is, besides Denver, besides Detroit, my third favorite team this season. I love this team. I freaking love this team. I love everything, everything about this team. I never thought that I would say that about the New Orleans Pelicans. Their over-under this year is 44 and a half. Last season, they won 36 games. 
I had to think a question to ask you about the New Orleans Pelicans with everything that they have on this team. One, do you think Zion can stay healthy all year, which is kind of a big if? And two, how far do you think this New Orleans Pelicans team could make it in the season and maybe also the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, this year. Season. In the season, I want to say over because I want to see Zion play this season. And if he plays, they'll win. But I think he's already injured. Like, I think he's, like, stepped out of his house and sprained his ankle or something. Okay, yeah. so let's hope that that sorts itself out. But um, but even without that, Brandon Ingram, Alvarado, like, this team this team showed what they could do. JV is still JV. I think that – but I don't think they go deep, man. I really I, – I just don't – I don't have confidence they'll go deep in the West. Just the competition's too hot. I think it was a bit of a Cinderella story last year. Really? Oh yeah. So so at forty five at forty four and a half, you can pick over or under. That was their number? Forty five? Forty four and a half this year. Last year they won thirty six. No, I think it I think it's under. Ooh, that's a close one though. That like again, it's it's so contingent on health, but I I gotta say it's under. I and picking over. I am also let me let me take a look. Let me take a look at my uh let's see the the, the Hornets. So then this was the start of the West. And so far I don't have any locks. So I'm gonna put a lock on the New Orleans Pelicans over. And the reason why is because Willie Green, the New Orleans Pelicans head coach is my absolute favorite coach in the NBA. If I could have a coach or a leader as an individual, I want Willie Green. If you listen to one of Willie Green's impassioned speeches, he will move you and motivate you to a place that you think you're beyond capable of doing. And he also nurtures your growth and he gives you a foundation and a belief. That's, that is one of the, it's such a rare skill, I think, as a, in a leader position to genuinely elicit and still an exuberate belief in other people. And I think Willie Green does that, and I'm picking a solid over. I think this team is straight up terrifying. I love so many pieces on this team. I think Brandon Ingram is the real deal. I think Brandon Ingram is going to be an all-star this season. Straight yeah, up all-star. Um, if Zion stays healthy, the sky's the limit. I could see this being a second round, pushing third round. Um, oh, uh, Western, well, lofty, Western lofty. Saying next, right saying right now. Uh, Let's next get to up, a team that actually yeah. will do that. Oh, for I just wanted to say really quick too on the Lakers with the under. Do you want to lock that? No. No, I don't feel good about you, that one. Beginning of this pod, you were going to lock that. I knew you were. I was quite confident. And then I started looking at some of the other teams here, what they've done. I'm about to lock in some Memphis-Dallas picks, though. Okay, here you go. So the Houston Rockets are coming up next. Maybe you want to lock yeah. this on the under. 23 and a <laughs> half. Number. Yeah. Uh, 23 and a half. Last year, they uh, um, won 20. 20. I like Jabari Smith Jr. and I really like Jalen Green. I think those two guys are going to be incredible talents for Houston. But I don't think they're going to make... What's the number? 23? 23 and a half. 
you know what, dude? I'm going over. I'm going. Wow. I think they're going to go over. On that. This is one of my top picks. I think is going to get Vic Wembanyama, but that is. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they've got a very high chance of that. But even if they, you know, hit 25, I guess they have still have a that. good shot. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm picking under. You picking over? Yeah, young young pieces. They'll be fun to watch. Be oh, fun to for watch. sure. Um, Dallas Mavericks. Okay, this is an interesting one. Dallas Mavericks, 48 and a half. Last season, they won 52 games. They lost Jalen Brunson. Yeah, whatever. They got Luka. Are you picking over and under on this this Dallas Mavericks? I'm picking over. Ooh, wow. Okay. I think this Dallas team's going to slot right into where Utah was in terms of competition. See, that's Denver for me. Well, Denver was already at the top, and Dallas was just pushing that. I think Denver's going to take another step. But, you know, Denver, Dallas had more wins last year than Denver did. That's true. But I think Denver will have way more than Dallas does this year. And I honestly kind of feel For New sure. Orleans might flip Dallas too. I honestly don't feel very good about Dallas this year. I don't. Interesting. I'm picking under on them. I just, I like, I think one of these teams are going to have to fall from graces with how competitive the West is getting this year. And especially with the Clippers coming back too. I think they're just. This is going to be a team that's going to get sucker punched a lot. You know, you're going to take in. New Orleans winning over Dallas. Yep, I'm no, picking. Dude. I think. I think the New Orleans Pelicans are going to have a higher seed than the Dallas Mavericks by the end of the season. Wow, that's bold. No way. I no. I'm not betting against Luca. There's no way. I'd pick Luca over this any. This is the of the guy who's got a Luca jersey. Okay, this guy's got. Yeah, Luka I know. Jersey. I'm surprised. I'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm uh, okay. yeah, I'm going over and I'm locking right. it. You're locking it? Yeah, might as well. Love it. Love the confidence. Okay, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh 48 and a half. Last season they won 56. They're yeah. giving them a pretty good uh uh you know, buffer here. Um Yeah. I'm I'm picking That's, over on this. I don't know about you. I am too. I'm too. I'm locking it. Yeah, John Moran all the way, baby. Yeah. Yeah, barring like crazy injury, but even when they didn't have Jaron Jackson, they were like still like killing games. So yeah, they're just, Adams. Mm-hmm. oh god, they're they're showtime. That that's a showtime team right there, mm-hmm. as uh, Magic would say. Um, and last but not least, we've gotten to the end. Pro- potentially the number one worst seed in all of the NBA, the San Antonio Spurs. Is this pops last year? I think so. What think if they get is. one Benyama? That's a good <laughs> question. Like one more. One more I, I don't know. I think he would still. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. yeah. All it, right. It, well, what's the number? The The Spurs, uh, 22 and a half. And last season, they were 34. That's crazy. 22 they lost and a half is so Murray. low. Well, they lost Murray. They lost... Ah, that's a hard one though. I'm saying over because I I think that's too low. I'm going to say over two for that exact same reason. I think there'll be like a game or two just above that, but oh man. I don't know. It's crazy. Damn. Okay. So to quickly recap, I'm going to just look in the East. Um, I have two no i've got three locks you have only one lock in the east i'm gonna run through these really quick i'm just gonna say what the locks are you're gonna tell me if you want to lock any more we'll do say three of each and keep track of okay 
The Sixers, uh, you said over, I said over, I locked that. That was at 50 and a half. The New York Knicks, we both said under 38 and a half. The Toronto Raptors, we both said over. I locked that 45 and a half. The Boston Celtics, we both picked under. They were at like 52 and a half. The Brooklyn Nets, you went over. I went under. Chicago Bulls, we both I'm went gonna lock under. my Brooklyn pick. You're gonna lock your Brooklyn pick. All right, we're locking the Brooklyn pick. The Bulls. Okay, so you've got one more lock left. You've got one more lock left. The Bulls, both of us went under. The Pacers, we both went over. Cleveland, we both went over. Yeah, I'm taking the Cleveland pick too. I can't figure you're going to do that one. All right. Okay, so we got our three. So out in the East, I locked the Sixers, Toronto, and Charlotte, and you picked Brooklyn, Cleveland, Milwaukee. You feel good about that? Mm-hmm. All right. On to the West. The West, you've got three locks. I have three locks. So we're set. Our locks, we both picked. Locks on our over for the Denver Nuggets. You picked uh, a lock on the over on the Dallas Mavericks. I locked the over on the New Orleans Pelicans. And we both locked the over on the Memphis Grizzlies. I think those are great locks. This was a great mm-hmm. over-under. Okay. So let's see. This pod's been 124. It's been <laughs> a long, long pod. I apologize. We'll maybe save the the awards maybe for next pod. But I really want to quickly do this game this quick game if, if you're into it. Sure, sounds good. Okay. So we'll do I don't know. Do you want to do like a snake draft, a normal draft for the game? I don't know what the game is. Okay, so this is the game. I'll explain it really quick. And you can do this at home with your friends or whatnot. Um so it's a point system. Okay. We are each gonna pick six teams. And for each of the six teams that you pick, and we're going to go back and forth drafting these teams, you're going to pick, you're going to take either the wins or the losses. You're wanting to get the most amount of points. So at the end of the season, for example, you know, if Boston gets a lot of wins and you pick Boston, you get all of those wins. Or you could also pick losses, say like the Utah Jazz are going to lose a lot of games. So I'll pick Utah and you get all those points. And then we add up all the points. Whoever has more kind of wins. Cool. And how many right. teams? Six? Six six each. So All it's right. like not. Let's go. Let's no do it. Okay. Do uh, you want to do a quick rock, paper, scissors? See who goes first? Uh, sure. Can rock, okay. paper, scissors. I. It's a tie. Okay. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. Scissors. Fuck, it's a tie again. Rock, rock, okay. Rock, <laughs> paper, scissors. Haha. Damn it. I, I win, I win. Okay, right. so you get you get so how do we do this? Do we just go back and forth? <laughs> we'll just go back yeah, and forth. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right, you're up first. I'll keep track. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm taking wins. So you get either wins or losses. It's your choice, but you only get sixteens. Wait, is it can it only be wins or can you do win or loss for win per, or for loss. the team? For each team, but you have to tell me what you're gonna take with each yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna take wins on the um, uh, Golden State Warriors. Come on, they just won the finals. You, you got to take the first pick. You pick Golden State. Golden State wins. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take uh the losses. Utah Jazz. 
Ooh, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. That's a lot of win- that's a lot of losses he's gonna get. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take wins on the Memphis Grizzlies. Wins on Memphis. Love it. I'm totally gaming the system. I'm going to take the losses (laughs) Uh on the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. I'm going to take the losses on the Rockets. The losses on the Rockets. Okay. I will take the wins on the 76ers. How many teams have we got so far? We each have three. three. I'm going to take the wins on the um, Boston Celtics. Ooh, you son of a bitch. Okay, I will take the wins on the Bucks then. Okay. Uh-huh. We each have two more. I'll take the wins on the Denver Nuggets. Ooh, that's a good one. The Denver Nugs. Hmm. Oh, now it now it gets kind of tricky. Now it oh. gets kind of tricky. Um, what's a what is a? Oh man! Oh, I will take the losses on OKC. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Okay, you got one more. One more? Yeah, you got one more left. What are my teams? Memphis, Golden State. So you've Boston. got wins Golden State, wins Memphis, lost Rockets, wins Celtics, wins Denver. All right. And okay. I have the I and have Utah Spurs, Sixers, Bucks, OKC. I'm going to take the... Ooh, this is an interesting one. This is either a, which one's going to win or lose more. Probably lose more. I think that I'm going to take the losses. You took the Thunder, right? Yep. I'm going to take the losses on the Wizards. On the Wizards? I was going to take the losses on the Wizards. Love yeah, it. I, just, I just have a feeling. <laughs> They're going to be terrible. Oh, so bad. Okay. Um. All right. I'll take a win for my last one. And nice. uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh what boy. the Pelicans are standing there, bro? I know. I know. Some of the Mavs. No, definitely not taking them. Um. Oh, you took man. the Sixers, right? Yeah, I took the Sixers. I'm gonna. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm going to... Oh, shit. Come on. I'll take the wins on the Clippers. Oh, yeah. That's a nice one. I like that pick. Yeah, I was thinking that or Minnesota, but I'll take Clips. Okay, cool. So we got we got our six each. So we'll keep track of this over the year, and then we can add them up and see. That's awesome. So this was our first pod. They're, they're not all going to be this long this year. But we made it, man. We made it. We're back. We are We're back. back. 
It's the so, Backyard Basketball Podcast. Backyard Basketball Podcast. Um, brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network. Um, I'd like to, again, thank you so much, man, for doing this today and, and for you know, taking this on this season. And I'm really excited to uh, just talk basketball this year. I think, I think, you know, there's a lot of exciting things to look forward to. There's a lot of just amazing narratives for each of these teams it's gonna be crazy all right man we're gonna do this again next week you're gonna be uh, away but uh, we're, we'll, we'll make it happen all right catch you later everybody hatrick is a member of the ordinary podcasting network it's produced every week by jordan dollar coltman and Braden dollar coltman and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. The Ordinary Podcasting Network wishes to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include Treaty 6 territory, the traditional meeting ground and home for many indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Dene, Soto, Blackfoot, Métis, and the Nakota Sioux peoples, as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. We acknowledge the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit, whose footsteps have marked these lands for generations. And we extend our appreciation for the opportunity to live, create, and share stories on these territories. The Ordinary Podcasting Network intends to engage in conversations and dialogue, which acknowledge that reconciliation is not a destination, but a journey, and that we remain committed to practicing our craft in a decolonized space.